Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Take it, Chuck. Come on. All Take right. Chuck's, game day. Chuck's in a good mood. Game day. Game one starting up? tonight at, what, 1037? That sounded Central like, time? that noise you made sounded like Marv Albert trying to say yes, but then someone stepped on his foot right when nope. he was about to do it. Martin knows where that came from. It's an homage to who, Martin? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I'm blanking. No, I'm blanking. The beer guy. Our beer buddy. Used to be in the TV business. I tap. Oh, Sean, Sean Conroy. Conroy. Come on now. I even did a TKO when he left. And yeah. Went, yeah. He, yeah. Would, he would walk into the sports office, typically on a Mizzou night, and if something big happened, maybe blues, and yeah. he'd come around the corner and just go, yeah. And I would jump out of my seat. <laughs> Soup sandwich. <That's> <laughs> <what> he... <laughs> now that, remind me, was our Eagles announcer. Spanish broadcaster when, uh, when Cody... Something. Parky. Parky. Parky missed a kick, and missed then of course kick. this followed. And then we swarmed, swarmed him. him. That was a big day. <laughs> Everybody's in a good mood. We got playoff hockey. It's crappy weather. Good night to be indoors. There's no baseball today. You got a first place team just sitting back and enjoying. Maybe the only person having a rough day would be Mike Caruso because I have a feeling the Cardinal players now say, "Hey, I know Yachty always goes, and I, I, Jose's starting to go to this." All of a sudden, every player is like, I wouldn't mind. You know, this Lane Thomas, or is it Thomas Lane? We get both. Says, I wouldn't wouldn't mind a couple of tickets. What's going to happen Saturday afternoon? The Cardinals play a 115. The Blues drop the puck at two. Is it really? Yeah, maybe they rain the game out. Yadier Molina's going to turn the sprinklers on at Bush Stadium, ruin the field. <laughs> He's so on the he roof, the spraying down. <laughs> Yadier's like, I'll take a day. I'd rather go to the Blues game than play catcher today. 100%. He, he could probably pull it off, right? Well, we've called up an emergency catcher here. We just wanted to be safe. I think, you know, is it Kisner or Kniser? Yeah, well, let's give him a shot. Yachty gets pulled after three innings on yeah. Saturday. Gets let's thrown just... out in the first <laughs> inning. Argue with the ump. What if, though, John Mozeliak actually gave a press conference and said, you think it's more important for the city, actually, for Yachty to be at the Blues game than playing this game? Well, Yachty wanted to go, so we pulled him after three. Got a good got a good stretch going. Just if you look at the, the collective arbitrage here of what we're looking at, I mean, the way I look at it, great to be here. Coveted hour, midday grind. we got a lot to get to. Blues and stars. Do we? We did make first-round predictions. Frank and I both said, you know, we were kind of hockey guys. Been around a long time. We both said Blues in six. And you were right. Got a little nervous along the way. May have backpedaled yeah. a little bit after losing two at home. I think I'm going to go Blues in seven. I think this series is going to stretch out a little bit. You got two red-hot goalies, Chuck. Two teams that are playing well, coming off a first-round series. <sighs> blues in seven. I wanted to say Blues in seven. Well, you can. Because you did it. I'm going to say Blues in six. How about that? Down in Dallas on Cinco de Mayo. That's when that game would be. Just like a few years back, 
taking care of business in Big D. Uh, if you're a Blues fan, can you ride Ben Bishop? Come on, St. Louis guy, Chaminade guy. You think they'll get on Ben Bishop? You have to try. And you have to have a two-syllable name if you're a goalie. Bishop. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Can you do that, local guy? Bish, please. Oh. They got the shirts down there. They did in Tampa Bay. Oh. I don't know if they still have them for Dallas. How about Dallas. this? How about this? How did the Blues get to the Western Conference Finals? They went through Benny and the Jets. I like Ooh. that. That's pretty good. Ooh. That's Gardner-esque. It's set yeah. up now perfectly. Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. Do you think you can rattle Ben Bishop, though? No. Pretty cool, calm, and collected type guy. But you got to try. Absolutely. Especially think- in... Uh, your own home barn, for as the, they say. And for those who missed it, in, you knew that tonight is the 8.30 start. Saturday's game is a 2 o'clock start at Enterprise Center, and then it'll shift to Dallas. Monday night, game three in Dallas. It's a 7 o'clock start. And then next Wednesday, again in Dallas, it's game boys. four. Douglas boys. At the 8.30, and then and then they come home if they, if they need, if necessary. Game five. Next Friday would be May 3rd. That game is also... An 8.30 start. Chuck and I were discussing last night at the Two Fox. We're kind of just just kind of done complaining about it. Thank you. Moratorium. Listen, the game's going to either be around what? 7-ish, 7.30, 8.30. It's a block of time at night. We do this every year. I get it. It's better for the sport, for the kids. It's a school night. How often is your team, though, in the final eight or the final four? Of the playoffs. Let the kids stay up at night, right? Take a nap early. Get the homework done early. It's kind of like a holiday. We need to stop complaining. Every year we do this, it gets to be annoying about the 842 starts. And this is coming from a couple of guys who complain all the time. Every once in a while, at the two Fox, I will turn to Charlie. He will turn to me. And one of us will say, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop complaining. And we know that's the biggest lie in the office, mm-hmm. that we're going to stop complaining. But from two guys who complain all the time, I'm okay with this moratorium. However, I have a feeling on the text line, 855-282-8255, some people will say, well, screw you. i got to get up at 6 a.m. Screw you. My kids went to the games all year, and now they can't go because of the start time. I understand there are going to be some people who it is a major inconvenience but on the whole, there's nothing you can do about it. Even though, like, well, we're going to complain. Our voices will be heard. I don't think anybody cares. What department at the two Fox complains the most? Is it sports, weather, news? Sports. Okay. Sports guys, always. But we only complain <laughs> to ourselves passive aggressively Fair. in the sports office where we're very insulated from the rest of the newsroom. When the management walks, we're like, oh, everything's great. Oh, we're good. We're good. Love hey, you guys. Hey, we don't have any photographers for the rest of the series. No problem. We got this. <laughs> We got this. Now, I think historically, and I don't think the job does it to you. I think it just attracts these kind of people, tend to be very sarcastic people, slightly bitter people. Fair. You know, sports typically makes everyone happy. It's a getaway. But for those who work in it, it's just it just makes them emboldened and bitter and angry. Yeah. I think that's true. Not me, though. Not, Not you. Of course, never Chuck. Chuck doesn't care. That's Hashtag true. Chuck doesn't care. No, I care. Games at, games at midnight. I don't care. I care selectively because in the grand scheme of life, it's sports. It doesn't matter that much. We all love the Blues and the Cardinals, want them to win. It's fun. It's entertainment. Not that big of a deal. Let's not take ourselves too seriously. LGB. LGB. Uh, if you want to text in, it's 
55. You have the uh, final eight is now set. You had another game seven that went to overtime. The Capitals lose. Here's a stat that freaked me out. Because Alexander Ovechkin's been around a long time. He's played a lot of playoff games. Do you realize he's been in 38 playoff overtime games? 38 overtime playoff games. Isn't that just crazy? And scenes from that game, TJ Oshie, a popular, very popular blues player, is beloved in D.C. They cut to him during the game in the in the building, waving to the crowd. They started Oshie chants. Granted, they're a Stanley Cup champion. They love that team. But Oshie, I didn't realize just how popular. you got Ovechkin, who's huge. Oshie's extremely popular in that town. And we know from him being here, part of it is personality. But the defending champs are out. The Cup is officially up for grabs. TJ Oshie, charismatic guy. Apparently, people love his wife as well. She's big on social media, putting the pictures out of her kids with the Oshie jerseys and the custom-made shirts and jackets and all that. And then after the Caps won the Stanley Cup, he was one of those guys with Ovi where they seemingly celebrated for about two straight months. And his thing was he would kind of pull his shirt over his head and then drink his beer through his shirt. And I saw him do that at least 12 times on different social media platforms. That was kind of his move post-Stanley Cup victory. Have we seen that move before? Is that a thing? That's what he started doing, and I saw him do it a bunch of times. And then, like, any time he was out there in public, you could tell Caps fans wanted him to do it again. You have, uh, on the other side of it, of course, Colorado, San Jose. Of course, Ian Cole is still alive, the former Blues player, and Roman Polak, of course. Like, still well, alive with a pulse. I, mean, uh, still whole, the we, we I got some conflicting about... information about Roman Polak in our text line, though. He is not a San Jose Shark. He's he, on the Stars, right? Yes, he hasn't been a Shark since 2016. No, he's on the Stars. Yes. And Strick was, in fact, talking about that yesterday in terms of we were doing a Dallas breakdown. We would have done it with Charlie. He wasn't here, so I let Strick do it. We broke down the entire roster of the Dallas Stars. What I was joking about, there's always a prominent, I said, there's always a prominent former Blues player out there competing for a cup, whether it was Pronger in Anaheim doing it, Doug Waite won one in Carolina, Corey Stillman not quite as prominent. He went to Tampa and won one. Brett Hull famously going up to Detroit, going to Dallas, winning cups. That was the point, not that are there any former Blues still alive in the playoffs. The point was sort of prominent. David Backus being a prominent former Blue, although he doesn't play all the time in Boston. Anyway, hockey playoffs, we are ensconced, I would say, around here. And, in fact, tomorrow we're going to be live from noon until 6. And, in fact, not just that. We're giving away Blues tickets tomorrow. And where are we going to be, Hoff? We're at Revis Barracks. Yes. It's the Social Bar and Grill. Social Bar and Grill. Martin and Chuck will be on the first line tomorrow, okay? Barubi's mixed it up a little bit. We'll be the first line starting at noon, and we're giving noon to 6 on Friday. 4265 Revis, Revis Barracks Road. Is where we'll be tomorrow. tomorrow. From 12 to 6. Giving away Blues tickets. Uh, file that away. Cards a winner. They've swept the Brewers. They're now 5-5 five and five against Milwaukee. A week ago, they were 1-5, and five, and we were ready to give that division crown to those Brewer buggers up there, and yet... Cardinals have now won 10 of their last 11 at home. They're 10-3 and three at Bush. Top record in the National League. And I think a fair question, is this who they are? What's a 15-9 and nine 
extrapolated over the whole year, that's about a 100-win team, if not a little over. Is this who they are? Are you buying in right now, buying or selling? Buying or selling, let's go to John. Ooh, 101 wins is that mm. price. Is that who they are? So are we taking the, the over-under on 101? I think I'd you're probably go, take the under Would you? I would lean towards the under on that one. Probably fair. Heavily. I've always said you can't, or I don't think it's fair to judge a team and do the win totals after the losing streak or the winning streak because it's always going to be way more than it actually is. You're coming off a five-game winning streak. I think Adam Wainwright gave a great soundbite yesterday, and it was coming off of what he said after his last outing, which was a poor one last Friday. And he said, I get it, but the first time you guys are going to start writing articles about we need to revamp the rotation, that's when the rotation starts to carry the team for the next two, three months. Now, I'm not saying that earlier. We would have written those articles in the first week of the right? season. Now, look, I'm not saying it, it's going to be two, three months. It was one solid turn through the rotation, but you had 30 innings, 29 strikeouts, an ERA of, of 3.3 from the starters. They were 4-0 as a group. The team won all five of those games. And I asked Wayno about that yesterday in the post game, and he said it's hard as an athlete to not read and hear all those things, but also you know it's it's good if you stay away from it. And he said if if you paid attention to the media in the first week, it was we need a new left fielder, get rid of Marcelo Zuna. Did he say that? I mean, he basically did. That's yes. hilarious. It was get rid of the right fielder. We need a new right fielder, and the rotation's terrible. And then look what happens: Marcelo Zuna goes crazy. Dexter Fowler's getting on base at a ridiculous pace, and now. Again, the rotation has normalized. I'm not saying it's going to be great. It's certainly not going to be bad, though. So I just think sometimes in baseball, you can't make these huge judgments 15 games in, 22 games in. It is such a long season. And fans and media have probably driven this. Where it used to be, your baseball reaction was slower. Your football reaction was always an overreaction. And that was the beauty of every Monday. Oh, my God, how did we lose to the Titans? Oh, my God, this team is trash. Every Monday, that's the beauty of the NFL. And then by about Wednesday, you've shifted to the next game. All right, who's coming to town? Oh, how are we going to stop Aaron Rodgers? But in baseball, I don't remember it being so knee-jerk. And I hate the social media excuse for everything. Like, well, since social media came along. But I do think that's driving it, that you have an overreaction on every pitch, every inning. There's immediate reaction, so there's this collective conversation where we're saying, this team is junk. You're like, well, they've played four games. You know, and I, I think if I were John Mozeliak with a burner account, I don't know if I'd even want to read what people are saying. It's the first week, week of, of the, the season. season. First month of the season. Bottom line, cards are hot. 15-9. and Yelich did not do damage. 0 for 7. Love that final at bat. I don't know what he was complaining about, too, because that check swing. That was a, he swung. He went. It wasn't even close. He went. And was he just yelling at the ump to go down to third? I think players get bothered when there's not an appeal. Like, he wanted the appeal. Yes. And I think the home plate ump was like, dude, there's no reason for it. You went. It made it better. You broke your wrist, as they say. The drama of Jordan Hicks being out there, who, by the way, I I think he's the closer. He's got, seven, he's got seven saves. He's doing pretty well in that role, too. Right? So seven saves means he's on pace for like 45 or something like that. Jason Mott better get worried. Yeah. That's a huge number. Although is Rosie the all-time single season? Was it Rosenthal who passed him? Did he have 48? Let's talk about it. There's a lot of stuff that we he's actually struggling should right know that we just ask out loud. Oh, uh, Rosenthal is sad. He did have 48 in 2015. He's got the yips now, it seems like. He yeah. can't locate the ball at all 
Yeah. By the way, the Cardinals, if you want to go back to the early season concerns, what was it? Two, two dependent on home runs, too many strikeouts. Too many strikeouts. Too many yeah. strikeouts was a big issue. They've won 12 out of their last 16. This starts with the Sunday win in the opening home series against the Padres. In those games, 12-4, and four, averaging only seven strikeouts a game, averaging a little over three walks per game, closer to four, but one home run a game, 10 hits a game. They've had 23 home runs, 35 doubles in that span. They're slugging as a club, 494 in those games, averaging just over six. And there's you know seven against the Dodgers, 11 against the Dodgers, 13 against the Brewers, 10 against the Mets. It's this, this is a pretty dynamic offense over the last 16 games. He corrected himself, right? And our yes. guy, Brendan Schaefer, said, here's the stat, the Cardinals are 13-4 and four in non-Miller Park games. Pretty good. Now, you can split and divvy up stats all you want. Jose Martinez was 0-4 for 4 yesterday. He's still hitting 344. Paul DeYoung's hitting 343. Goldschmidt, it's too bad he hasn't heated up yet. I've just got to wait for it. He's Once only it. slugging, what, 600? <laughs> He's only OBP about, what, 380? He's got nine homers. He's on pace for, like, 57 homers. You're like, this guy, when's he going to get going? Oh, wait, he's on pace for actually a historical season. Right. Paul, if you continued at this slow start, you'll end up with only 61 home runs. Unbelievable. We traded for you? Uh, if What's it's funny, possible. if not a little scary, is his average is similar at this point this year than it was through April and March last year. He's batting 281 now. Last April, he batted 273. And it only got better after that. The dreaded slow start. I know. And you mentioned Josie, as uh, Schulte calls him, Jose Martinez, Cafecito. Even though he didn't have a great offensive game, and it's basically the first time he hasn't in a week or so, he still, of course, Did you hold him accountable? met with the media <laughs> and, and delivered that great soundbite when Frank asked him about the Blues and if you played hockey, what position you'd play. And he said uh, the referee. And the media chuckle. Was intense. <laughs> Take a listen. Oh, I didn't know you were Oh, I thought that's what you were doing. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it pulled up, but it's in a different folder. Jose Martinez, new to the game of hockey, went to his first ever at game six the other night. And now he's kind of got the Colton Pareko response because if you ask him anything, 100%. 100%. And he sat with Colton Wong watching that. In the crowd. I love game. that because it is, you look up, there's Yachty and Wayno, they're up in the box. If you're in your row and you order some beers, hey, pass them down to, here's a 20 pet. Hey, Colton Wong's in my row. I love when they're sitting right in the stands. And if you're Colton and Jose Martinez, if you're buying around, don't you have to hook up the fans? At least, like, the guy sitting right next to you, don't you have to buy them one at least? Come on. I just hope some Hoosiers not like, yeah, I see you're making $6 million a year, huh? <laughs> Grab me a cold butt. I did the opposite. I bought Carlos Martinez a beer in game three. Did he you? was, like, catty corner to us. Yeah, a couple seats away. And then the next day, he was late to the park. It was Plowsy's fault. fault. He drank it all, so I appreciated the kindness <laughs> I bet he there. did. Here's the Jose Martinez moment behind the behind the uh, the expected time. At the last Blues hockey game, you gonna be going. Jose, we saw you at the last Blues hockey game. You gonna be going to some more of this series? 100%. We gotta be there. I mean, you know, gotta support uh, people of St. Louis over there. I went over there to create atmosphere, and it was really fun. So I'll be there next one. And if you were a hockey player, you would be who? The referee. <laughs> wow. like, like, and the biggest laugh was from Jose. But I, I don't have that ready for Jober's jokes of the week when that returns. Wow. So currently on hiatus. I'm actually now embarrassed for myself and the media because we all chuckle fest contributed to that, and that was really over the top. Chuck, tell a joke. I, 
Say knock, something. knock. Who's there? Oh, man. Uh, Jose. Jose. Jose who? Jose, can you see? Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it's, a, it's an explosive. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Chuck. That's just no, flat it's out. It's about five <laughs> seconds long, too. It's it was a, a funny answer, lengthy. though. But you know what? In our defense, some of that has to do with where the microphone is directed. I if disagree. It's right to him, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no. That was just full volume laughter. That might could have been be a cross Chuck. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That would have been a cross Hold on a second. Hold on. How funny I'm embarrassed is it? On a scale every single of one day. to ten, how funny is that? <laughs> You're the referee. It, the the, the follow-up should not have been laughing. should have been like, what? No, the follow-up, you couldn't hear me ask, did you grow up watching a lot of hockey in Venezuela? And the response to that was not nearly as funny. It's like Chris so, Rock just entered the <laughs> Apollo. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. I always come with I material. The, prop, oh, hey, the proper follow-up should have been, who are you, Magoo or Kavorsky, huh? Like a good NHL ref reference. Let's take you back to 2011. Tony La Russa is in the Cardinal dugout, and he announces, guys, I have shingles. <laughs> yeah, nothing's funnier. This was a week ago. 5% Schnucks. funny. And the Blues <laughs> won, of course, right after that statement. The Blues brought it home. Go ahead. Nothing's funnier than when somebody's having a serious medical issue. He was fine. According to Charlie Marlowe. And here's the deal. Dated April 18th, 2019. I thought of a that good shucks. way. Hold on. I thought of a good way to ask this question, Tony LaRusso. Okay. You don't say, was it funny at all to have shingles? You say, <laughs> no, hold on. Because you have to put this in the context of clubhouse culture. And how guys in a sports team treat each other. All they do is rip on each other. And that's part of the fraternity and the brotherhood of, of being guys and friends. We all do that with our buddies and coworkers. And they do that in baseball. And I promise you that some of the guys poked some fun in a lighthearted way at Tony La Russa. So your next, what do you call it, Tony Talk, Tony TV? Ask him if any of those guys kind of lightheartedly poked fun at his shingles. All right, I believe last week I told you I would not ask him that. We taped already. Tony Talk is out. It's available today oh at scoopswithdannymack.com. This week's topics include shingles, bat flips and bean balls, his friendship with Ken Hitchcock. Also a great question for the mailbag. We take people's questions. TonyTalkQuestions at gmail.com. One of them said, what do you think went wrong with Matheny? And I just read the questions. He answers them however he sees fit. Double switch. And he said, well, first of all, I don't think a lot went wrong because they won a lot, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I do think Mike got a little isolated here. And I'm not going to go real far with that. But I think he found himself a bit isolated. That's interesting. That was an interesting response. And he made it clear he wasn't going to really dig into it. He just said a bit isolated, which I think, and those of us who covered the team were around Mike Matheny. I think that's a good word for it, too. And we've heard reports that he didn't get along real well with Lilliquist towards the end. Isolated was an interesting word. But I did not ask him if having shingles was funny. But I could, in future tapings with mm-hmm. Tony, say, I got an email here. That's, That's the what way I'm to, saying. You couch it that oh. way. Did the players ever have the balls to razz you? I guarantee well, you they did. Charlie.marlow at gmail.com. 100%. Yeah, is, I bet you one I of the players. Or I just totally throw Chuck under and say, all right, my, my, my guy, Chuck, thinks it was funny that you had... Ch- I'd say set- 5% funny. <laughs> I guarantee you one I like of the how Cardinal you quantify players. the no, funny listen. in this. I guarantee you one of the Cardinal veterans that has some juice in that clubhouse probably took a Sharpie marker and made little splotches on his own face to joke about it. I guarantee you something like that happened. How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet on that? <sighs> I... This is baseball. No, I understand the old jack around. I think they may have done some 
joking amongst themselves, but not too okay. Okay. Yeah, but who would have done Kyle that, though? Lowe's but not dressed too... up as well, Tony yeah. with the mullet with the sunglasses. We thought Tony LaRusso was back today. He was not expected to be on this road trip as he battles shingles. Looks like Tony from behind, but it's <laughs> starting pitcher Kyle Loesch who gets a standing ovation from his teammates. Marquette's own Len Casper with the call on WGN. Uh, I understand, and that was funny, and I think Tony thought it was funny. I guarantee in the room they probably did do something silly, but I'm my point is they wouldn't do it to him, <laughs> you know? Uh, but by the way, I thought maybe John Mozeliak will conduct a little press conference. Guys, real quick, um, just some medical updates. Uh, Michael Waka has got a patella issue right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, boy, it looks like we're going to lose O'Neal for a little bit. He's dealing with some elbow issues. <laughs> Well, I, I, I don't see the humor in it, but, um, and also we're moving Brett Cecil to the 120 day DL <laughs> career, the career DL. What percent funny is Brett Cecil getting that from playing video games? <laughs> but you know what? This, Man, uh, I this, feel bad this, for that guy. Uh, this is a false narrative that Chuck laughs at people who are injured. He just laughs at people that have shingles to be fair. Okay. 5%. Tony LaRusta. Hold on a second. Tony LaRusta. I will ask him next week. Tony LaRusta is a Hall of Fame manager. He has three World Series. He's also one of the guys. He has a great sense of humor. Okay? He would get it. He would laugh after the fact. Brett Cecil, I know everybody loves to rag on him, and I know he got a $30 million contract. When you talk with that dude at spring and last year, I mean, I genuinely feel bad for this guy. I really do. I know he's got $30 million, but he's also a human being. Go ahead. Hey, Chuck. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Hey, go Chuck. Ahead. Uh, go <laughs> ahead with your bit. Brett Cecil is really struggling right now, and his career is in jeopardy. <laughs> you, you open you're a the, terrible person. There's the Pollock door. You open the kill coin door. Pollock? You're making Pollock jokes? No, the though? Roman Pollock door. Is hey, what was he? <laughs> hey, Reggie. You know what? In a way. Is this hockey guy, is he from Poland? <laughs> and they got a, a nickname that's kind of offensive? This in is the kill coin door that you've opened. In a way, Brett Cecil is kind of, though, laughing his way to the bank. <laughs> to be fair, even though we all feel sorry for him not being able okay. to pitch well. So now I'm Mo, and I'm talking directly to Brett. Uh, Brett, it looks like we're going to have to put you on the 60-day, but the checks will still clear. <laughs> we actually created a new DL yes. for you. It's the 720 days. The how much, remainder... how much many di- more days is on your See, now I'm laughing. I feel bad for you. Oh, you're terrible. I feel you're, bad for you. You are a terrible, you're a rude person. That's just a little bit of housekeeping. We talked, uh, we talked to the commish. <laughs> we put him on. He's letting us do a thousand day DL. Speaking of, and I know we're a little uh, random right now, and I, I apologize. That's your fault. The Blues have their first playoff game against the Stars in eight hours. And we're talking about shingles. We're talking about the Straight from the headlines. We'll break it down. Yep. Jeff Fisher, who we've talked about being active on Twitter, said he was getting ready for draft day. Of course, it's in Smashville, so it's his backyard. And he said something about, we'll tell some draft stories. And he said somebody that didn't really think Aaron Donald was that good. He kind of made a funny face. Like, is he going to start trolling Les Snead and so. Demo? I hope so. It felt like he wanted to. Now, granted, he could make himself look good in all of these tweets, but. It felt like he was ready to tell some stories like we, uh, well, not we, but I liked Aaron a lot. And uh, the guy from Auburn didn't, okay? To be fair, don't you think during that era there were so many defensive linemen drafted by the Rams that when it happened, you're all kind of like, really? A defensive tackle? And then you had Brockers, who's a very solid player, 
but was never one of these Pro Bowl type elite players. And obviously, Aaron Donald is arguably the the best defensive lineman in all of the NFL. But it's kind of like when the Detroit Lions drafted a receiver seemingly for 15 straight years, and then at the end they actually finally got it right with Calvin Johnson. But everybody's like. You drafted another receiver, but that one worked. By the way, Jeff Fisher has 28,000 followers on Twitter and a blue check mark. Kevin Demoff has 12,000 and no blue check mark on Twitter. Does he still have the picture of himself on the bicycle, or is that... No, it's I have that saved. You have that saved. I have it saved in my phone. He's got his little... Uh, what do you call his little... Like propeller head, spinners. kind of spanky from our game. Yep. I have really? that saved in my phone to use for it you. whenever for you. I... You are a professional. Need it. To He's be a professional liar, Kevin Demoff is. I've heard that. Ring I've heard that. All right, Chuck, STL Lawn Care, nothing to laugh about. These folks, let me guess, are they fantastic? Fantastic. My lawn is so green and plush. It's beautiful. STL Lawn Care, check them out on the web, stllawncare.com. Call my guy, Tim Jenkerson, at 314-974-5911, or email him, tim, at stllawncare.com. This is the second year STL Lawn Care has worked on my yad two years ago. We had all the weeds, the patches, you had the dirt spots, plus my grass. It just wasn't matting, very green and healthy. Now it looks, as you said, fantastic. That rich green color, it's plush. The dirt patches are gone. The new grass is growing. I also get my mulch there every year from STL Lawn Care to freshen up, freshen up the flower beds. I get the black tie mulch. They also do mowing, landscaping, leaf removal, mosquito and bug control, plus retaining walls. Check them out, stllawncare.com, 314-974-5911. Email Tim Jankerson, tim at stllawncare.com. Martin, do you take a lot of pride in your grass? Because now, hashtag dad life, I'm kind of big on the yard. Martin seems like someone who doesn't. No, I used to have my own lawn care business. Used to cut every lawn. Right by, in fact, I cut the lawn of the house next door to Chuck back in the day. You're facing my house. Out your front door to the right, facing to the left. And it went back down towards the Vertels. I used to cut their lawn. Mm-hmm. I had a thriving lawn business. So How I'm long like, ago was this? Oh, like Two 40 years, years ago. ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now, was, <laughs> you just did no. the media chuckle. No, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I disagree. What you said was funny. Oh, thank when you. When he said, I'll take it. How long ago was it? And you said two years ago. I'm like, well, we had some furloughs at Fox. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it happened. Refired up the business. No, when I was in grade school, high school, I had a, I had probably 12 lawns I cut a week. So I was always a lawn guy. I was thinking your tagline there would be, your neighbors will be green with it. Your neighbor's lawn will be green, green with, with envy. envy. Green with envy, huh? Ooh, How much you charge back in the day? Five bucks a lawn? No, that was the deal. Is you'd get like 10, 12 bucks, and it would take you an hour or less, and your friends were working minimum wage, and you'd be making 10, 12 bucks an hour, sleeping until noon, watching Days of Our Lives. It was quite That's the good. You watch Days of Our Lives? No, but you could. Price okay. is right. Something like that. Um, this just in. Ben Bishop, not only a great goalie, St. Louis's own. Plays for the Stars. Thank you. This just in. He plays for the Stars. Probably a normal person like our guy Jordan Benning. Just talk to the media day of a game. A lot of them are real weird about that. I love the fact both Benner and Bishop don't buy into that. Ben Bishop just addressed the local media. How about that? Don't that's you a, think that's a sign of a normal, well-adjusted yeah. goaltender? Remember, when we're sitting here, we're, we're covering the Blues over the years. The first guy that I can remember that did that, he only played about, what, three games, five games, eight games, whatever it was. But so Martin it went, it went well for him. Martin Brodeur, he comes in, and it's like, oh, my God, Martin Brodeur is in the Blues dressing room. He's now the goalie, and he's arguably the greatest goalie of all time. And if this guy 
can talk on the day of a game. Can't everybody? Correct. 100%. I always say this. NASCAR drivers do interviews in the car when they're going around the track, and they're about ready to go around the track at 200-plus miles per hour. And I don't mean to say this lightly, but sometimes they can actually die on the track, Mm -hmm. and they still do interviews. And you're telling me that a starting baseball pitcher can't do an interview day a game? You're telling me that a starting goaltender can't do an interview day a game? That's crap. Maybe you should adopt that so if your boss wants to talk. I don't talk on, sh- on days I have a show. <laughs> Sorry. Can't do it. So let me get this right. Somebody's slap shot could be 100 miles an hour, and you'll stop that, but you can't handle Solly in the mic. I'm just clarifying. Solly's tough, though. He's bringing heat. Solly's tough. Uh, Appliance Discounters is expanding. How about this? This is exciting news for one of our great sponsors. It's going to be their seventh store. It's in the Maplewood, Richmond Heights area, Deer Creek Shopping Center, Laclede Station Road, It's the art of appliances. How cool is this? The huge new showroom opens in June, June 1st, for the Maplewood, Richmond Heights area, kind of the edge of Webster there. The art of appliances. This showroom will feature all the major brands of appliances along with unique, colorful appliances with a flair. Maybe a blues fan says, you know what? I want my washer and dryer to be blue. Have a little fun with it. The art of appliances. It's going to be debuting June 1st. Deer Creek Shopping Center on Laclede Station Road. And for all your appliance needs, wherever you live, you can find them online at theappliancediscounters.com. I have a feeling the Jose Media Chuckle Laugh will live on on this show for a long time. And the, fact that, <laughs> the fact that Charlie laughs at other people's maladies, misery, pain, and pain. misery, that will also live on as a narrative. That's fine. It's a narrative. Show. You admitted it. Narrative. We all do this. I think narrative implies like some falsehood. You, you admitted that five percent. You quantified it. Listen, I know we have to get to a break. A lot to get to. Clearly, please. I'm hungry. But a week ago, the person <laughs> we on the text line, board off, who counts on Frank, to Been just before. randomly. This is good content. This is good content. Someone on the text line described it perfectly, and he said, "When his dad has gout, although look." I've outdid a media laugh there. Thank you. It is painful, but when your dad, who you love, but you also like to bust his balls a little bit, when he's limping around. And the name of the disease. His gout. (laughs) And guess what? The reason he has it is because he loves to drink beer, eat cheese, and meat. That's actually hilarious, even though he's going through pain, and I would 100% and have made fun of my dad for that as well. That's a good correlation. Dad I hurts to walk. <laughs> when he's limping around. Totally disagree. When he's different. Tough love at the Marlowe house. Different, different set of circumstances. Gout, hey, it's your fault. You drink too much. You got the gout. A guy gets shingles randomly is not as funny as a guy who gets gout because he likes to eat and drink too much. Different. That's fair. You're wrong. Disagree. Okay, 4% funny. Nope. Next Going topic. To a break. Next topic. Next segment. Five Night of the Fan Midday Grind, clearly coveted hour.